Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? Before I introduce today's guest, Courtney Putnam, I wanted to talk about embodiment. And this is tied into our conversation that I'll have in just a moment around using Courtney Putnam's body cards as oracle cards and ways to connect with ourself um, that goes, cuts beyond sort of just the mental thinking. And it has been something on my mind for a while and actually on my body, not just on my mind. <clears throat> I'm trying to not distinguish between all of the different systems that I have um, going on, my mind, my body, my spirit. And I really could sense a difference here in Seattle when the weather changed. So we were having some pretty hot weather and it was really smoky from the fires that were up in Canada and even in Eastern Washington. And so I spent a couple of weeks in a pretty miserable state, too hot, too smoky, couldn't go outside, couldn't really run our air conditioner very well because the window had to be open. Um, For people that don't live in the Seattle area, you may not know that only like 25% of the homes in Seattle have air conditioning, have centralized air conditioning. The rest of us kind of limp along with um, fans and swamp coolers and um, window inserts which was fine in the 1980s when I was a kid because we really only had like maybe a week or two of hot weather. Um, But now with climate change, we've noticed that there are uh, many, many weeks in the summer that um, get to be over, you know, 90 degrees. So I could really sense in late August a shift in me from sort of a frenetic mind-driven energy into a focus on my body. And some of this coincided with going back to work. So many of you know that I am a community college instructor by day. And the last week in August, I was, so this this past week, have been involved in trainings and really trying to kind of, we did a back to school kind of kickoff for our students. Um, and I can sense with the weather change and my own um, getting into a different rhythm that fall has happened. And this is actually a rhythm that I really love because having gone through so much schooling and then now working in um, 
this working in a school, I really love the cycle, the rhythm of going from summer to fall. It's, it's actually for me, like a new year right? Because it's a new school year. I look at my husband and I look at my friends who kind of work in the business sector and I don't know how they do it. How do they find a cycle, a rhythm in their own body when they only get two to three weeks off and it's sporadic and, you know, maybe they have time around the winter holidays and and there's maybe, you know, a week vacation in the summertime, but I really love fall fall is probably my favorite time though it starts as the light gets lower and the darkness grows more um it is it is in the previous years um it scares me a little winter is a scary time for me emotionally um because of my mood disorders so i've been thinking about embodiment and as it relates to kind of living out tarot and how in my mind and in my body, I really connect with, especially in the summer months, but pretty much throughout the year, I really connect with the energy of the suit of wands. And I think that that's because astrologically, I'm pretty driven, um, or I'm pretty, I have fire in my chart a lot. Um, I have a Sagittarius stellium and, you know, clearly Leo rising. And so I just have a lot of fire in my chart. And I feel like I can connect quickly to that energy of like newness and starting things and blazing hot and fast and maybe burning out, but really wanting to live my life around the suit of creative self-expression and passion and creativity and, and that. And so I have been contemplating how I often think that I don't connect with the suit of swords. Um, When I look at most of the traditional imagery around the suit of swords, it scares me. It's actually, you know, because it's swords, it feels very violent and frightening. And that's why I've really been loving um, the Numinous tarot deck because um, the artist has changed the suit of swords to the suit of bells. And that is something that I feel less um, like traumatized by, you know, the, the concept of a bell is still very airy, is still very mind driven. You know, I can think about ring my bell or bats in the belfry. There's so much, um, you know, metaphors and, you know, common collective like stories that we have around um, our minds being connected with bells. And I, I've been pondering how I actually, it's hard for me to see the suit of swords or bells as something that I um, embody or experience because I'm experiencing it like a fish swimming in water. Whereas the suit of wands comes to me in flashes and it's clearly my suit of uh, my air suit that helps ignite those passions, but I am very thought-driven. I used to, years ago, um, say that I didn't really have any body image issues. I'm one. I'm over 200 pounds. Um, I sometimes forget that I have a body, which is surprising to people because um, physically, I am a pretty imposing um, 
physical presence in person. If I'm if I'm wearing high heels, which I rarely do, but let's imagine back to my college days. When I'd be going out with my friends and we go to a bar dancing or um, trying to dress up, I would wear heels and I'm 6'4 to 6'5. People don't um, forget me, my physical presence easily. And yet for me, my body was really just a vessel to carry my mind. I very rarely even think about my body, focus on my body. I'll, you know, I'll look in the mirror and I'll do kind of the traditional human things. But for the longest time, I thought about my body is just a vessel to carry my mind. Recently, I had an Akashic Records reading um, by Cassia Lure, and that was the, one of the things that she highlighted in my reading was that my soul tends to leave my body, um, and in you know in the world of psychology, we would call this dissociation, which felt very true to my experience. So one of the things that I've been trying to do as we transition from summertime, hot, fiery energy in my body and in my mind and kind of just in my daily routine is to slow down. We're heading into fall. We're not there yet. We still have, you know, three weeks or so until we're officially in fall. And in the Seattle area, our weather will kind of <clears throat> fluctuate. There will be mornings where it'll feel very cold and very fall-like and then days where it's just hot again. And, you know, the other day when I went to work, I was wearing little ankle boots with socks and a dress and a sweater. And I kind of felt all over the place in this transition of like, I don't really know how to dress appropriate for the weather. But I've been trying to see how I can call in the suit of pentacles into my life right now. The suit of pentacles is often about career and um, finances and family and health, um, sort of as those those concepts. But I'm kind of trying to go below that and think about it as groundedness and earthy energy. And how can I get into my body? Um, and so I've been doing this by trying to eat more intentionally, um, trying to sit at my writing desk, which is right next to my altar, and move slowly with intention, not trying to start a bunch of different projects, finish up projects that I have, um, have six books out, you know, light all the candles. I have candles lit, but I'm trying to do things just more methodically and slowly um, rather than kind of my frenetic energy that I tend to do a lot. And as I have been practicing this for like the last week and a half, slowing down, realizing that in the fall, when my schedule is busy, my husband's schedule increases, um, the kids go back to school and we all change, that it's okay for me to have this slowed down pace. I was just scrolling on Instagram, not mindlessly. I think I was in a, in a point where I decided, I've been deciding to put my phone down and kind of live in the, you know, the quote, real world, in the physical tangible, social media tends to 
increase my living in the suit of swords and air and the suit of wands and fire um, because I'm consuming a bunch of content and I'm thinking about a bunch of things and I sometimes forget again that I have a body. But I wanted to just give a sweet shout out to Yarrow of Daydreaming Wolves podcast because in one of their posts, they talked about just sort of offhand that they had used a weighted blanket. And honestly, this is the first time that I had heard an adult talk openly about using a weighted blanket for anxiety and how it helped them have an amazing night of sleep. And honestly, a weighted blanket has been something that I have been thinking about for a really long time. And I decided to, to pull the trigger and buy one. And I had one of the best nights of my, of my life. It felt bodily in my body like um, I have felt before when I've been high on cannabis. And I slept so well that this is something that I want to share with people is that it really helped ground my body. And while having this weighted blanket has been amazing, it hasn't taken away my essence. My nighttime self who still thinks about things, has um, anxiety, has, you know, dreams and passions and things that like pop up, they're there. And they're there, but I don't feel lost in the spinning because my body feels grounded and it feels grounded with the help of the weighted blanket. So that is something that I'm excited about carrying into the fall is having this nighttime sense of embodiment. So I told you how we were having a conversation today and I wanted to introduce you to Courtney Putnam. She is a visual artist, writer, and teacher her MFA is in poetry writing with a focus on poetry of the body. Her primary art mediums are collage, mixed media, acrylic paintings, and encaustic painting. And she is the author and artist of the book and oracle deck, Body Cards, Insight from the Body, Wisdom from the Soul. She teaches writing, college success, and magazine publication courses at Cascadia College in Bothell and is the instructor for Yours Truly, Cascadia's creative arts magazine. Once a massage therapist and Reiki healer, Courtney brings whole body approach to creative expression and encourages artistic play and intuitive creativity in all forms. So I'm excited to present this conversation that I had with Courtney about her body cards and the process that she went through to birth those into the world. So I hope that you... Welcome, Courtney Putnam. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you, Jenna. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so before we begin, I just want to give you the space to kind of share anything that you want to share with the audience, how you identify anything. I know I've known you for so many years and you've worn like all the different hats and scarves. <laughs> <laughs> but like whatever you want to share, this is the, the opportunity to kind of open it up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I have worn many hats and um 
Yeah, I would say that the words I used to describe myself lately have been artist, writer, and teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and I met you uh, in my massage practice uh, many years ago. So I've been a massage uh, therapist and I'm a Reiki master like you and we have that for life. So even though I'm not uh, practicing, I still integrate Reiki into my life. Yeah. Infuse yeah. your writing, infuse your, your yeah. classroom with all that good. Absolutely. Good yeah. Yeah. I kind of um, had an interesting path toward all these different endeavors where I actually got a, a master's of fine arts and poetry first and then didn't know what to do with that. And so then I went to massage school. Um, and now and, you're back around into and, the teaching realm. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And it's all integrated. It all feels connected to me. It doesn't feel disparate. I totally agree with that. Like I, it was just probably a couple of years ago, I went to a poetry reading with one of my professors from school and, and I had, I had like dropped out of the teaching program and she was like, Jenna, I just wish you would teach. And here it is 10 years later. And I was like, so Dr. Martin, I'm a teacher now. Like, there you are. <laughs> the wandering little circuitous route that I got to here. So. Right. Exactly. I love it. I, love yeah, it. I didn't know when I was getting my uh, master's degree, a lot of my peers knew they wanted to teach and I wasn't so sure then, you know, I was right. I wanted to learn to write poetry. <laughs> and, um, and now, yeah, I'm back around, which is great. So teaching, do you want to share with, with everyone, like what your teaching looks like? Because I know it's not just like the, when I, when I think of a teacher, your job doesn't come to mind necessarily. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say I brought the healing arts into the classroom, but it's not in an obvious sort of way, except for my essential oils. <laughs> I do <laughs> keep essential oils in the classroom for students to sniff, and I encourage sniffing, um, which they don't really hear any instructors say. It's an right. Um, but I feel like, um, I'm bringing in the body into the classroom because it's easy just to stay in our, in our brains mm -hmm. um, and think, oh, I'm a student. Well, I need to like force this brain to do this hard work. And yet our bodies are coming along the ride with us and our emotions. So I have us tap into the whole body uh, in terms of learning and writing and all the other things I teach. I love that. Yeah, I find with my students just even the, the act of sitting in a chair, like, oh, yes. you know, like, that's a skill. I'm like, I want you to be able to put that on your resume because yes. sitting in a, in a chair is, is a challenge. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, so this podcast is all about tarot and creative intuition. And so um, I'm curious when you hear the words creative intuition like where does that show up in your life or how would you define creative intuition mm, good question uh, i experienced some today uh, i would say i have a, a pretty regular writing practice um and i wouldn't say my art making is very regular it's more spontaneous verse but but writing's pretty regular and i'm definitely tapping into creative intuition um when i'm free writing I mean, I'm just letting myself go where I want to go in my writing to see where I end up, to know what I think, because I often don't know ahead of writing. Um, the same goes when I'm making art as well. I, I often don't have an agenda. 
and I allow my body to guide me and my intuition to guide me in the process and often create a lot of mess before I figure out the order <laughs> of things. Yeah, so that, that writing process, what does that look like? Like, are you working on stuff or is it just free writes? Like, yeah, so your, right now I, I have a couple writing groups that I'm in and, okay. we, and we do some generative writing. So we just have a prompt. Somebody notices something on the wall that says brain. And so, okay, that's our prompt word. And we're going to write for 20 minutes about brain whatever comes up. Um, so it's generative. So, um, and some people utilize that as a way to continue on a larger project. Like I have a couple group members who are writing novels or longer essays and they still are able to somehow stick with that. I tend to go different directions with the prompts and I've created probably, I don't know, 150 poems in the last two years and I'm in the stage of sort of trying to figure out what they are all together <laughs> if yeah. they, they go together like a book or a zine or something right. published yeah right yeah and, and what are they so I do have some little projects I don't have a major one um right now and I'm really loving just generating and seeing what my wild mind is coming up with yeah because you never know where it could take you right yeah yeah exactly. Exactly. But you had a you had a big project, and I have it with me, and I carry it with me. This set of body cards, insight from the body, wisdom from the soul, which is like freaking gorgeous, and wow. I want everyone to buy it. Like because it's so <laughs> so. I just I'm curious if you I know it's come out. What has it been? Two years. That it's two been? years in August. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you worked on this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from start to finish, how, like, do you remember kind of like the timeline of how long it took? Let's see. Um, it's weird because it wasn't in this form in the beginning. I was going to write an alphabet book with different oh. parts of the body, and it was just going to be like little memoir snippets. So, you know, the letter C would be calcaneus, and I'd write about my heel bone or whatever. And I didn't know it was going to become this for a while. So that was 10 years ago that I was playing around with that. Um, and then maybe about five years ago, uh, maybe six, when I was in my massage practice, that's when it coalesced. And as I was experiencing these transformational things with my massage clients and witnessing their bodies talking to them <laughs> um, and all the metaphors and meaning that came out of those powerful sessions, that's when I started to go, oh, wait, these could be cards yeah <laughs> and I could use my art and my writing and and piece it all together so it's one sort of mixed media piece of everything that's about me right now um so that's how that happened but really 10 years ago I was fiddling around with body parts and writing I love it well and what I love so much about it is that there's a lot of oracle cards there's a lot of tarot decks but this is like it's so grounded in the physical body and yet it's beautiful because you have the, your artwork and the prompts and the book. Like, so it's just, it's, there's just really nothing that I've seen that's like it out there. Yeah. It does feel different, which is maybe why it's been a little challenging for me to market it. Cause I don't, 
it doesn't quite fit anywhere. Even in bookstores, like at East West Bookshop in Seattle, they have it in the like health and body section, not with the other Oracle decks. And yet other places, there's a Banyan Books up in Vancouver, BC, and they have it with the rest of the Oracle decks. So I think there, it is a different animal. them into putting it in all the places. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, you know, like at Trader Joe's where they have the otter, it's like, find Courtney's body (laughs) Like we're going to have them all over the, all over the place. Because you're, I mean, you're so right. Like, I feel like you could use it not necessarily maybe as like a flashcard set for like actual body parts, but it definitely health. I can see that. Yeah. Then I can see the Oracle. I mean, I've used it with tarot spreads, like as like, okay, what's going to be the, the signifier piece Mm -hmm. that I'll use a regular tarot deck to kind of give me, give me some of the other stories. Um, But it's like, okay, we're, we're doing this through my heel bone. That's what's coming up today. Right. I love that. And that's what I intended with the deck is that, you know, I, I give, did give some um, potential readings that you could do, you know, spreads and things like that, but really apply whatever you usually do or yeah. add them to other card decks that you have. And I see them as just little, they're like prompts to me, like, okay, think about this theme and this part of your body and go throughout your day thinking about that and what connection. Yeah, and just like what you're talking about with like your students kind of getting them into their bodies in different ways. Um, I modified some of your Zen pen um, writings and I took it into a high school and we just, we used your body cards and I just was like free write based off this card. Like you can look at the image Mm-hmm. And write off that or the word or what does it mean right. write about your own belly or whatever right exactly and that's the thing too is that you know the cards come with an interpretive book but if you you know just didn't feel like going to the book on a particular day just pick up the card it says the part of the body it says the the meaning word associated with it like pineal gland is intuition and then there's an image on there and that's a lot to go off of and, and have it be a prompt for you to think about your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you were, when you were, okay, you were fiddling around with the idea of doing kind of like the alphabet. So did you have originally just 26? Um, I did. Yeah. Okay. Originally. And then I shifted it. Um, once I really delved into my Reiki practice and was thinking a lot about the chakra system and so I came up with um, five parts of the body for each of the seven chakras. So then that spread it to 35. Uh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then talk to me about the art. Did you already have the art like figured out? Did you, or did you like make the pieces? Because all of the images are like what? Mixed media collage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a lot of um, the pieces sort of created. Um, I have an art journal book and so a lot of them were just years of of being in that book and creating mixed media collages and um, I created some new pieces for this but a lot of it was just I have just hundreds and hundreds of art pieces. Right, going back through and trying to figure out which ones. Right. So I would meditate. Okay. Pineal gland. What's come, what are these images are coming up for me? And it's not, um, you know, if you've seen the deck, I rarely have a disembodied part. Um, so I don't like have a, you know, diagram of the pineal gland, right. (laughs) Um, a liver, that kind of thing. It's (laughs) more, um, it's definitely not like, yeah, it's not an anatomy. Right. Right. There are cards like that, like would be more like flashcards, like here's a, you know, the, the 
that you're right. Reading <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Like, no, I know. I like, I love one of my favorite one is the one that with teeth. Yeah. It's like the image of the, the woman smiling there. And it's just like, it's so like the teeth are so bright and it's perfect, but it's not like the focus of the whole card. Right, right. There a lot, there's a lot in there with color or what a focus is, or I'll have like a little starburst or some little thing that's over the part, like where that would be located, but it's definitely not an anatomical type deck. It's sort of, there's a story that you can follow mm -hmm. in the art itself. And in the book, there's an art meditation as well. So you could go that route and just look at the imagery and see where it takes you as well. Yeah, I love yeah. Yeah. So now that it's been published, mm -hmm. do, you, do you go on tours? Do you, I mean, because you said it's in several bookstores. I mean, and I know, can people buy it on Amazon and stuff? Yep. Or? yep. Yeah. Um, Amazon has it. Barnes & Noble um, has it um, online. I don't have like a record of which bookstores have it, but I have seen it um, in, in, in stores. Um, you can also buy direct from the publisher, which is Schiffer Publisher. So that's a way to go as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's around my first year I did uh, more of a typical book tour and um, I've kind of slowed that down a little bit and may rev it up a little bit this summer um, and see about maybe doing some live readings with people in different spaces, things like that. Because once I, I notice I, people have the opportunity to engage with the cards, something really magic happens. I was at a yeah. cafe recently and they were being passed around this cafe by a friend of mine. And suddenly it was just, people were having all these epiphanies all around me. And it was really cool, really cool to witness that. Well, yeah, because it's a way, you know, I think sometimes, you know, if somebody just says like teeth, right, it's like, okay, teeth, cool. But seeing an image and then talking about it and then looking at your guidebook and looking, I mean, you have so much information and I want to, as a writer, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some writing questions because yeah. you wrote this whole guidebook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What was the research process for well, um, I, I knew um, sort of the chakra information. There is a little bibliography at the end of the book that gets some sense of, of some of the books I consulted, and some were from massage school, you know, about anatomy and physiology. Um, and I also consulted different sources about chakras. There's, you know, no definitive sense of, you know, um, all every scent that's associated with what chakra um, but I did um, I did some research and just sort of chose ones that were repeating um, a lot um, and then did my own sort of intuitive response um, but yeah I, I definitely um, did some research uh, related to the anatomy and physiology learned some things of you know myself <laughs> that I didn't know because in massage school, you focus more on the musculoskeletal system and not so right. much the other pieces. And then I had a woman who I work with at uh, Cascadia College, who's an anatomy uh, instructor, actually proof my <laughs> copy to make sure I wasn't saying anything um, incorrect about what the parts of the body do. So that was kind of fun to have her yeah. do that. 
Yeah. What I love, it's like you've, like you've synthesized so much different information. You know, I mean, there's chakras, there's essential oils, there's like facts, and then you have your art, and then there's meditation. I mean, it's just like this great, it kind of even makes me think about your current job, you know, as yeah, a teacher, yeah. you're, you're bringing all these things in, and here it is in this nice, sweet little book that I can like carry around with me, you know, just like those people at the, the coffee shop, like you can pass it around and you can look at it, and it mm-hmm. just seeing something or holding something, you get to interact with it in a different way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, that one of the things that I've seen pop up in some Oracle decks um, is our activities, um, but I haven't seen that a whole lot. So I knew that I wanted to add some kind of thing that you could do if you wanted to deepen your reading. And so the activity section is cool because you can um, you know, do, they're different things, writing or art making or meditation or breath work or sometimes, I think I have something about dancing sporadically. I don't remember <laughs> um, I love it. because I'm all about doing that. Um, but yeah, I like, I like that too. And I, I have to remember to draw my own cards. A friend of mine always have you drawn a body card? Kind <laughs> of embarrassed. You do it. Do you? Okay, I'm gonna do it for you right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw okay. one for you. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna interpret it. So I got okay. him. I got him here, and I'm gonna pull one out, and it is heart. Oh yes. Influence. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Kind of an image with like wings and the heart sort of glowing red and a little bird in the corner. Mm-hmm. Gotta be birds in my art. There's so many birds. So in a in a body card reading, if they're um, animals are kind of important to notice in them, and a particularly bird sort of raises the card to a more spiritual level, um, oh. so connect the heart energy to kind of a spiritual place. I love that. Yeah. And now I'm gonna when I read them again, I'm gonna like I'm just gonna go that much deeper. Yeah, I love, I love all your bird imagery. I mean, yeah, so when a bird pops up, you kind of take it to another level, which is kind of a cool one. So yeah, heart and influence. Yeah, really thinking about, um, you know, self-love is part of it, you know, part, part of the heart chakra, but there's also this part about sending love and unconditional love out mm. and how you can help somebody else. Um, that was something I was really focusing on when I wrote this one was the reverberation of the heart. Right. Right. Which, you know, obviously starts with yourself with the self love, because that's very hard to reverberate heart energy. If you're not, you know, right. if you can't access your own heart. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But what kind of contribution can you make um, through your influence, you know, of others? Well, and I see, I mean, this card to me, like, you know, knowing you for, I don't know, has it been 10, it's been 10 years, a more than 10 time. years, maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's a perfect card for you. I mean, mm-hmm. the quiet way that your heart just sort of radiates out and you're always, you know, influencing students and, you know, you've influenced me on, and then social media and you're just like, you're so, you're active, but not in like a aggressive way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? I tend to, um, I don't know, I, I was thinking about my childhood a little bit the other day and thinking about how often I led by example. Mm-hmm. And I think I still do that quite a bit. And I'm like, wow, that's a pattern that I've established. Is yeah. to, you know, try to embody myself and um, be authentic and have that reverberate and hope that somebody picks up something that can be useful to them 
right right they can watch you do it and you're doing it so congruently and authentically and humbly almost even you know like you you just i i don't know it just seems to me that like when i experience you sharing things it's so real and authentic well thank just, you yeah it's just it's so congruent thank you yeah yeah i don't that'd be interesting to write about i <laughs> explore that you know that would what it is would. that and then see what you know what else what other art could come out of that right exactly exactly so would you do it again would you, you, do you do you have another like oracle deck or tarot deck or body or chakra or some some other art deck in you or have you moved on and are working on other projects well i i think one might come at some point and i have thought about like you know a second body cards book because there are many parts of the body there, not are. Time. there are many many um, that i haven't covered so i could see that being a second one body cards i know i think that there's like how many bones are in like your hand yeah i mean <laughs> we could go bone by bone <laughs> <laughs> the next one will just be called Bones. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> You're setting yourself up for life, Courtney. You're like, okay, oh we're going to do gosh, bones yeah. and then skin and their nerves or muscles. Exactly. Keep going and keep Thoughts. Right? Yes. yes, exactly. Um, so I don't have anything in the works right now with this, um, but I am um, working, just generating a lot of poems and a lot of creative nonfiction and then... Um, Art. starting to get in my art studio a bit more um, to do some encaustic painting and mixed media stuff. I've seen some of the stuff you've been putting on Facebook and I'm loving it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out um, if there's a series that's that's going to be coming out and I think there there will be and I have a little deadline I've written down. Deadlines really help. Yeah. Projects. Yes, and as I know you know. <laughs> Time and then deadlines. Time and deadlines. And especially I feel like the creative juices for me as a teacher too. Like yeah. I, I work on a different schedule. Like a lot of people take the summer to just kind of relax. And I feel like the summers when I really ramp up, like clearly as I'm podcasting and writing a book and doing all right. that. Things, it's like I gotta do it all in the summer because I have three months and then I go back to work and Right. It's your you're talk you're talking about creative intuition when you started. It's like this is your time. Yeah intuition and it is mine as well because yeah in the fall and in the winter and in the spring I feel like I I still have Kyle's always laughing at me because I'm like oh I take I take on projects and stuff and he's like you're always really busy and do that stuff but when I'm teaching I feel like I get to hold the space for creative intuition for right. students mm -hmm. and now it's like I'm holding it for myself and carving it out for myself. Right. Which is a different energy flow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really, really is. I mean, I can get inspired by my students and I do regularly, um, but I don't often have the bandwidth to then take that and do something with it during yep. the school year in the yep. same way. Yep. I, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is just so lovely to talk with you. Thank and I feel you like we could just, I feel like we could just talk for so much time, but, um, I'm I adore you, Jenna. Oh, Courtney, a little love faster. Someday <laughs> I'll make it up to Bellingham, and we can uh, we can just like sip coffee and do body card readings and stuff. That's great, I would. Um, but I'm curious if there's anything else that you feel is important for um, for you to share tonight. Hmm. 
I would say, since we've been talking about the body quite a bit, is one of the messages that I tell myself, because I think this body cards deck is very much for me. It's medicine for me, um, as well as when I think about other people. Um, but that is to listen to what your body has to say, because it is talking to us all day and it's telling us things. Um, and I have to remind myself of that to be listening. Um, but there's a lot that we already know about ourselves and it's just a matter of translating what our body is telling us. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my little ending. Yeah, I love that. It reminds me of a, a time that I came to you for massage and, and it was like, I had forgotten that I had a lower half, like my yeah. legs. And I was like, oh, my legs are really actually sore. Like I might need to pay attention because I, I spend a lot of time up in my, um, my brain. Yeah. I sometimes forget that I, my whole body is a whole system and not just yeah. something to carry around my mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I've had that exact same experience when I've been on the table with somebody, you know, when, uh, you know, I've been the, the client and it's like, wait, I don't have, I don't feel like I have legs. I mean, I know I do, but right. I'm not living in the bottom half of my body. And what does that mean? And, and what would it be like if I were? You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. love that. Okay. So how can people, um, get in touch with you. I mean, we, we talked about like the order this on Amazon and from the, the publisher, like if they want to follow right. you and yeah. So, um, my website's a great sort of hub to go to cause you can connect to all of the things, the Amazon and the yep. Barnes and Noble and the publisher as well as my social media. So it's rising and then a hyphen. So rising dash bird.com. Yep. Um, and um, you can also find, I have an art artist page, um, Courtney Putnam Artist, that you can find on uh, Facebook as well. But all of that's connected on my website. So okay. I'll make sure to put those in the show notes so people can just boop, link to you directly. Wonderful. I love it. All right, Courtney, this was so wonderful. Thanks for taking time to talk with me. Thank you for having me. And everyone, go buy Courtney's body card book and yes. deck because there's <laughs> nothing else like it. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Bye, Courtney. Bye-bye. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to Leah Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.